in a crazy world with so much going on. Two brave gentlemen in Orlando, Florida, John Hannon and Chris Coleman, aim to provide a comedic spin on newsworthy and personal events. With one focused on funny and one informing, will they be able to save humanity with humor, facts, stories, and interviews? Join them as they try to fix the world's problems one joke at a time. This is Funny to Informing. Welcome to Funny to Informing, episode 158. I am John. That is Chris Pizza. How's everybody coming? That's me. This is us. Yeah, and uh, plenty of stuff to get to today. Uh, the stuff was writing itself this week, I feel like. We got um, some coverage from the election. <laughs> you think? We uh, uh, Things happened there. Yeah, Tuttle's 10. Uh, Digi Hears, which is stuff from the news, of course, and we actually have an email this week. Yeah, let's throw the email in there. Weirdly enough, and uh, it, it's... I want to say I love the, that we got an email. The email came from this week, I say in air quotes, but it was we got it a little while ago. I just don't check the email all the time, you know. Oh, I thought it recently came in within the last week. I could be wrong. No, it was it was in actually when oh, we on did the last the le- show. Well, yeah, that's fine. Hopefully, it's not super topical. Hopefully, it's not like I wonder who's going to win the election, guys. <laughs> if it is, let's just nix it. Yeah. We haven't so, read it yet, so it's going to be. I like that we're gonna we're gonna debut it to you guys and to ourselves at the same time. Yeah. So let's start there. Uh, this is the the show where we focus on the jokes first, with bits of information and stuff from the news and personal stories and sometimes interviews and things like that. But uh, yeah, let's start there because the election. We, we got some more development of things that are actually going on and uh, some more updates. Uh, last time we did this, we weren't exactly sure. Uh, they were still counting. It took forever for things to yeah, process. Yeah, the show came out and it was, yeah, it was count crazy at that point. Yeah, so it, it, there was so much going on. And, uh, you know, of course, each individual state is going through their, their scenarios. And uh, so now they're saying that it's reported that Biden is going to be the 46th president of the United States. And it looks like that he's going to be the one that wins the election. Most likely getting over 300 electoral college votes. I think he's got like 290. It was 290 last I saw, and I guess there's still states out. There's a, yeah, but I, I mean, know. it's too far ahead for, for Trump to come back, uh, you know, by, by mathematically. But I can't believe there's, as we sit and record this, uh, hopefully by the time this comes out, all the states are in by then. But I think Georgia was still hold out. Yeah, well, I mean, ninety nine percent or something. But there's been a lot of contention, and there's you know they're checking and double checking and doing their due diligence for sure. With especially with Trump citing as many you know as many fraud cases and lawsuits that his campaign has filed in different several of these battleground states. Uh, So that's I feel like that's definitely holding things up, and it's definitely set in a presidential election. It's set precedents. For the first time, this has ever happened. Mm. I make a joke, but that's real. Good word. Though. You like that? That's, I like wordplay. Yeah. So a lot of the states were so close that it makes it, you know, po- like I, I don't blame them for doing a recount. You know, it's like it, it was so close. It was very, very fifty-one forty-nine. You know what I mean? In like, my whole life of you know of doing this, of, of seeing elections or being able to remember them as an adult, at least I've got twenty years now of being an adult and like paying attention to elections and being a voter. And this was the craziest. I never have I seen it ever come like come in like it did and have so many states where you think, oh, it, there's no way. Right. Like because the mail in vote numbers were trailing so much and the absentees and all that stuff. And I'd never seen it where especially the states like Georgia and Pennsylvania and Arizona, all these were previously 
very, very red states they were for Trump in Trump's last election, and some of them going back even further. My home state of Georgia, since 1992, has been a red state. Wow. Since I lived there, that's when, right when I, around the time I started living there, it's been a red state. And it was a red state up until Saturday, essentially. Saturday morning is when, you know, th- so four days after the election had commenced, did the more info did they finally get ballots in and those were from the urban areas near outside of atlanta like my suburban area i was the county north of atlanta and all those other counties around there were blue but it's funny when you look at the map and you see so many counties red and then you've got just like four or five counties that are blue you go how can that be possible yeah that was happening a lot like um you know because in every state that pretty much turned that's how it went yeah the biggest argument was like land doesn't vote people do absolutely so you it's where the population centers are around atlanta around philadelphia huge cities around phoenix you know all these counties and all these cities uh okay so as everybody knows we got a crack researcher rocky here uh, because he's addicted to crack Uh, and because he's good at what he does let's not shortchange that so i'm just going to read this kind of verbatim what he just presented to me uh you know United States presidential candidate Joe Biden's projected win in Pennsylvania has put him over the top in the Electoral College. The threshold needed to win the White House, uh, which is, of course, 270. Yeah, that would give him 284, which, um, you know, and then him getting Nevada also would give him uh, 290, which I guess um, that would leave. There's just that that would just make one more state left uh, to finish the voting. But so and, and like one thing I you know that you kind of mentioned real quick, but I feel like is a big thing is those mail in votes like the ballots and trying to keep track and counting them all. And yeah, during with this and pan- the delay with the pandemic. You, oh, the sheer number of them this year. You knew it was going to be a lot and like overbearing or well, overwhelming. I, and it was it definitely was. It was record breaking. Obviously, the number of votes cast across the country period was record breaking it was a record turnout for minority voters latino black uh youth voters and like that right there and i know even and i was prepared to say this even if you know the maybe the person that i didn't want to win had won the sheer number of votes that came in i was proud of that you know as as many people as negative as some people say and i get that i get it you know some people are like well it's still almost half you know what is the 51 49 there's still 49 percent of the country you know the lefties say that or the people that lean left there's still you know 49 percent of the country that is you know supports you know this or that or it could be construed as racist or whatever but i i as a negative guy as i am i try to look at the positive in that and say i'm just happy as as i implored everybody on every show leading up to the election go vote i don't care who you vote for obviously i know who i want and whether i agree or or disagree with you just go go vote and yeah, the yeah. country fucking voted the last two elections so that you're I was welcome a part of so, that's what i'm getting at. yeah so you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> Thank me. But yes. no, but I just I was really I just wanted to say that I've been wanting to say that that I was really just happy with the number of votes. And, and am I happy that, you know, the person I wanted out got out? Yes, more so than even the person I wanted in. It's not that I wanted him in there. I wanted a certain guy out and he's out. And let's hope that this new guy can bring some some character and poise to the fucking yeah, office like because not that he gets any benefit of the doubt so let's say that biden does start to become president and he's inaugurated uh you know at the start of the new year and everything like whoever voted for him i bet you have like most of the people that voted for him didn't vote for him because of their love of him you know yeah, they voted for like, him yeah and they're they're going to be watching him like a fucking hawk so these four years that he has yeah. the next four aren't going to be promised to him exactly or anyone because i don't feel like it was a groundswell of support I feel like it was a groundswell of anti-support, you know? Yeah, yeah, For another candidate. And I feel like he kind of, with the mail-in vote note that you brought up a little bit, he, I feel like he shot himself in the foot a lot with that. There was going to be a lot of mail-in votes, period, because of corona. But I feel like it became a bit spiteful to some when he, when Trump specifically said, 
uh, you know, don't vote by mail. He told his supporters, don't vote by mail doesn't work. Don't waste your time. Go show up. Don't even vote early. Go on Election Day. So I think a lot of people who either were for Biden or against Trump decided then and there, well, you know, just out of spite. Screw you, buddy. I'm going to vote for, for, you know, I'm going to do it by mail now. Yeah. I know some people in my family did. And with how like. And they um, use that kind of as a spurn to do so. Whereas my, like, I know a specific person in my family. Fuck it. I'll say it. My kid. This was her first election. And. Um, she, she voted by mail and she was going to go vote in person, but she was like, it's way more convenient. It's super easy. And I got it done early and I was done and out of the way and I didn't have to stand in a line. It's just a smart way to go. Honestly, it's easy. Yeah. It's easier and it's smarter. Regardless of who you support or hate or love or whatever. I vote or I voted early the last time I voted early this time and it's much easier. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I, I don't know. It's, uh, it, I mean, it is what it is for right now. And this is the situation that we've all kind of been given. And, you know, and it makes you think about this, too. Make the best of it. Because, yeah, you have to adapt. And I don't feel like Trump was necessarily trying to adapt too much. But when you go against the grain and you're telling people, like, to not take it that seriously or you're just treating this like another thing that happens – and then you see that hundreds of thousands of people are dying in the country. It makes me think how many of those hundreds of thousands were going to vote for him. That right. might have made the difference. How many of your potential votes did you kill or had to help to kill with your, no, with yeah, your irresponsibility? Say, he didn't kill no, he them. did not, for sure. For sure. No, yeah. no, no. Okay. But did you, did you aid and you know, how many votes did you lose there because I, of your mishandling? Yeah, the situation. I mean, and they could have very well been for Biden, but I mean, I feel I, like I, he took away some of his own votes. I want to say this right here, right now. Um, Shit's still the same, and uh, worldwide, 1.2 million people have died due to corona, and we have now hit an all-time high, higher than the than the first spike back in, what, March or April, when corona was hitting America harder than ever. Yeah. We've hit an all-time high, over 200,000 deaths in the same week of, of this election. So, for, you know, for all those pe- those fucking fools that sit out there and say, it, it's a hoax, it goes away on the, you know, it goes away on the on 11-4. You know, the day after election, guess what? We're here a fucking week out and uh, more people than ever have died. So oh, fuck dude. you for making light of it. It's happened. Yeah. People have lost family. And you know what I mean? It's fucking it's a, it's a real thing. It's a terrible thing. And here we are. You know, proof is proof. And we now know where we stand to, to sit there and say it's a hoax is a little bit ridiculous. And I mean, it, this isn't a part of the did you hears or anything or any of the news stories that we have did you hear Corona. But, you know, Ben Carson uh, just recently um, was diagnosed with coronavirus. I did not hear. Uh, is diagnosed the right word? Do you yeah. get diagnosed with coronavirus? Yeah, anything that's a sickness or an illness or a virus sure. or a disease. Yeah, okay. diagnosed. Yeah, yeah, but Ben Carson. And then I think like um, some of the Dodgers, you know, with the World Series that just passed. Right. A, a, a plethora of, of those players. That's a good word. Got, got uh, you know, on the COVID list. And, and you know, they got A sickly. veritable myriad. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, my point, it's very clearly not going away. No, exactly. It's, it's still I'm, in the news. Hey, I'm just, I'm hammering your point home with big words I like you. I love it. I, <laughs> At least I'm using them right. I've been known to. <laughs> say the wrong thing at the wrong time when trying to use a big word. Yeah, and I fuck mean, you, word of the day, toilet paper. And I mean, and we could literally go all day, um, kind yeah. of talking about yeah. the election and what, shout what out to happened. our other show that we Rocky show that we're you know second and third mics on a producer respectively. Uh, what's the fuss? Uh, we really spent almost the whole show. We had some jokes and some levity in there, but we spent. I think it was our most uh, stupidly intelligent conversation we've ever had. I for yeah, the record, yeah, it was but, a fun one. So yeah, we've kind of been on this for a minute. We don't see, and that's the thing: we don't necessarily sit around and talk about this a whole hell of a lot all the time. But uh, we have a forum here, and uh, you're gonna listen or turn <laughs> us off. But please don't turn us off. Rate and review. Yeah, and I know. I mean, that we're gonna have to be talking about this more later on. So I mean, as as a way to not saturate it now. 
you know, I think that's a good. No, wait, wait. wait. Okay, this is the la- another good word, right? This is the last thing that I'm gonna say because I just I thought I thought it was funny and I didn't want to put it in the news stories either. But did you hear that? Uh, that the they did the the press conference. One of Trump's. Uh, at, at, okay. They did yes. a press conference. Okay. At the Four Seasons. Let's talk about this. But not the Four Seasons Hotel. The right. Four Seasons Total Landscape Supply outside <laughs> of Philly in a place called like Butts County or some like fucking terrible place. Dude, a friend some of mine. Shithole. A friend of mine took a photo of where they were doing it because I mean oh, he's that close he, he drives by it no all the time. shit and like please he, share that on the Facebook group yeah, facebook.com slash funny to informing I won't see it but you guys can <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it, oh, I cannot believe that they made that mistake and then they had to stick with it you know because the Four Seasons put okay. on Twitter we are not hosting the, the Trump well, uh, media okay and I'm glad you brought it address. up because I wanted to talk about this too and I, it kind of like escaped me with all this other shit we were going over but uh, okay somebody sent that to me a co- I saw it posted on uh, over the weekend on the day it happened on uh, on like it was a shared thing from a Twitter post right but it wasn't super it wasn't news source it was a person so I you know I, I didn't really check the source as credible but it was being reported to me at that time from this person that was sharing it as as if it they meant to set it up at the Four Seasons Hotel and then they fucked up the campaign whoever the booker whoever books this set it up at the uh, oops like they googled Four Seasons or whatever and got and didn't see Total Landscape afterwards and just that's how it was being reported to me so I looked deeper to see if that was true to see if the incompetence really ran that deep it's because I wanted it to be don't get me wrong I wanted it to be but in all fairness to the truth that John seeks so fucking hard we found out before the show in an argument (laughs) (laughs) but but in, in fairness to that truth I searched and I searched and I could not find anything to back that up. It does seem stupid as fuck that they booked it at a weird ass landscape supply place, though. And and I did see another funny meme, which was a side by side, and it was like, "My how far we've fallen." And it was like his inauguration with his big numbers and all that shit in front at the you know the steps of the the National Mall there, and then next to it, you know, total landscape. And you're supply. next to an adult. It looks like he's standing around fucking sunflowers and wreaths from a funeral. Well, he <laughs> he was next to an X-rated movie store, was he? Yeah, and then some My kind of God. other weird. Shop. At least he could go blow off some steam afterwards. With like 37 Steam equals cum (laughs) (laughs) All 40 Wow Sorry we're going hard guys Uh, No I I did want to I'm glad we got that out of the way I had to say that I I almost let that go by Without mentioning Exercise the demons Um, Yeah we did have an email um, this yeah, you want to get to that now, or let's? I'd say let's uh, let's maybe roll into Tuttle and then come back to an email and Digi Hears. Wrap it up with Digi. What do you think? Oh, okay. So let's do the email before Digi Hears. Yeah, but let's do Tuttle's ten now. Okay, I like that. And then yeah, yeah, and then we'll take. I'm a sorry, little is bit that of where you're going? And then I stepped on you. No. Oh, okay. No. Okay. Great suggestion. I didn't. I wouldn't okay. have thought of that. Yeah. No, I <laughs> thought that was a good way to break it up. Uh, okay. So I got some good music for the show today too. Yeah. So we gave Tuttle um, a, a topic. We wanted uh, him to give us ten minutes on. On divorce. Yes, because we kind of alluded to it a little last week in the call. He just mentioned it, Tuttle was running wild, and we wanted to. T- I don't. Even, we were talking about getting healthy, and then he threw divorce at us, and we were like, "Fuck it, well, you're stepping on." We want to talk about that later. Well, we tried to right. talk about getting healthy, right? That, so, that didn't work out. We felt like you know he brought it up, and it was a it was already one in the back of my mind. I wanted to throw at him one day, and I was like, "Well, better time now's a better time than ever, right?" Well, you've been through it. He's been through it. Through so that, I, yeah, and he definitely you know would have some uh, experience and insight there. Um, and then I want to hear some of it coming from you too. So uh, let's turn it over to Tuttle for his ten minutes. Tuttle's thoughts and opinions do not reflect the thoughts and opinions of Funny Two Informing, its hosts, guests, sponsors, or affiliates. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's ten minutes with Tuttle. Welcome to another edition of Tuttle's 10. Thanks to John and Chris 
for having me on Funny to Informing. Hell, I've been I've been doing this for quite a while now, and every single week they give me a brand new topic to talk about. And I'll get into this week's topic, but first, if you'd like to check out my podcast, which is the Tuttle Daily Podcast, it can easily be found on all of the major podcasting platforms, iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, the TuneIn Radio app, as well as 315Live.com. So uh, this is kind of a little bit of an interesting topic this week. They, they wanted me to talk about divorce. Now, I really don't know much about divorce. I had a lot of friends where their parents were divorced. But I never had to go through that. My parents, they, I think in three years, they're going to be celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary. And and that's unheard of in this day and age. But the generation that I grew up in, which is Generation X, uh, we were called the latchkey kids. A lot of our families and our generation were both working, which led to a lot of divorces. I don't think you're going to find another generation that has been divorced as much as Generation X has. Maybe, maybe it might not be the most, but it was the first generation that had to deal with a large numbers of divorces when it came to your, your classmates, your peers, whatever it may be. Um, I don't know what it was. Moving into Generation X, it, it was it was like a new way of living. A lot of people did not stay together. And let's talk about this. Marriage. Marriage is a religious type ceremony. I mean, it is. I mean, I mean you get married in a church. Not not everybody does, but um it, it's it's considered a religious ceremony. Now, there there are some animals in the animal kingdom that, that partner up for life. But it's not like, oh, you know, like, for example, penguins. Penguins mate for life. So say the female, the female penguin isn't happy with the male penguin. Maybe he's not keeping the eggs warm enough. Maybe he's not watching the kid while the woman goes out to fish. And she's, she's done with the male penguin's shit. She's, she's just fed up with the male penguin's bullshit. Guess what? She can just leave. It's not like, oh, I'm leaving. I'm getting half of your shit. No, they, I mean, they, they make it so much easier in the animal kingdom. If you if you, you get tired of your, your couple, I mean, you could kill her, could eat her, or just leave. It's not like you're bound by any laws. Thanks for the summary of March of the Penguins, Tuttle. Though I much prefer Morgan Freeman narrating. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Something about the voice. Dude, it's less grating. I am so naive on this subject. Like I've, I have not thought about getting married. I haven't done the proposal thing. Don't plan on getting divorced. I, I know nothing. Oh, I am so Remind me to after this to yeah bring back up the proposal thing. I'm, I'm ignorant to all of this, but right. okay, because that's what I want. Because you've been divorced too. So like with him, I have coming from him once or twice, and then you just kidding once <laughs> coming from him, and then you going through it. Like yeah, I want your summary kind of at the end okay, of all of this okay. too. I feel uh, okay, so let's let's turn it back to him. But for some reason, humans, we decided, oh, we're we're gonna make it where if you marry somebody, you're gonna give them half of your shit. Now. Whoever the genius was that, you know, hey, 
we're going to get married, but if you get a divorce, you got to take care of the woman. I mean, it's really not that fair. It, it really is not. Guys get the raw end of the stick when it comes to divorce. It, I mean, nine times out of ten, I mean, look at it this way, okay? So, say you're a man, you're married, you got a kid. I mean, you could be the best father in the world, never physically abused your child or your wife, but nine times out of ten. For the most part, the woman has to really, really fuck up for the guy not to get custody of the kids. And and I think that is completely unfair, in my opinion. So I don't want people to think, oh, I'm I'm a woman-hating man's man. No, I'm not. Because guys, we're we're pigs. We are not meant to be with one woman. It's just it's just the way that it is, and, and we can't help it. It's not that we are bad people. Uh, I, I believe in evolution. I believe in genetics. In most animals, most males, their key driving force of their everyday life is to impregnate as many women to be able to uh, get the maximum amount of offsprings for your pride, your pack, whatever it may be, to be stronger. It's in our genetics. Us as men, we cannot help it. That's why we are very sexual creatures when it comes to men, because that's what we're wanting to do. That is, we cannot help it. We want to have sex, want to have sex. We want to breed. And guys, I mean, if you get caught cheating, just say, hey, baby, not my fault was not me and I cannot help it. I am genetically engineered to fuck as many people as I can. No, okay, so for me everyone's sex drive is a little different and I mean I mean there's people that are asexual and there's people that are completely addicted, but I don't really feel like I feel have the urge to fuck multiple women or to to breed and spread my seed everywhere like Tuttle's describing. I disagree a little. No, but I think he's more relating it to, and I kind of agree with him in that not necessarily you need to have so many multiple partners at the same time or anything like that, but just the need going back to the, you know, the most basic man, most basic first humans on earth. And same for really animals in that uh, just the innate need to propagate the species. Well, yeah. Whether not, not, and we're modern now, so obviously our brains have evolved, and we we think much deeply, much more deeply than an animal does. But I feel like in the beginning, it was like that animalistic need to just, you know, to just to to breed, to propagate, and and it, and sex wasn't so much even for fun. I don't think back in the Neanderthal days, you know what I mean? I don't think any, any either man or woman got too much pleasure out of the sex. You know, I'm sure I'm not not to say it didn't feel good when everyone finishes. Oh yeah, but. I, but I feel like, you know, it now nowadays it's much more, you know, where, you know, where they say, what is it? The humans, quote unquote, fuck for sport. Yeah. No, no well, other, you know, nobody else, fu- no other animal in the world fucks for pleasure. And I think that um, other than humans, they fuck to, sorry, they have sex to make babies and propagate the species. Yeah, you watch It doesn't your always mouth. work. Right. It's poor animals. Sorry. <laughs> saying, these animals might be minors. I don't see IDs. <laughs> the, well, they can still vote. I, I think it's like a like a side effect issue sort of thing. Like you know, for for guys, they fuck and they impregnate or they breed, and there <laughs> right. no, nothing happens to them, so they can move on to the next one a right. week later and do the same thing. Absolutely. But for women, it's like but, you, you you know you have that impregnation process, and you're 
you're done. But you also, know, you, yeah, you but wait. that's where things have changed nowadays. You don't, it's not like that. You don't just meet some random woman in the Serengeti, you know, fuck her <laughs> under a tree and walk away and never see her again, whether you have a kid or not. Bob now, on the head. you have a kid and you go on Maury Povich and he fucking tells you what's up. And you, you know, you get booed or you get cheered. And then you <laughs> dance like crazy. <laughs> yeah. Back to Tuttle. Yeah. Now, shifting gears here a little bit, I mean, what are some of the things that causes divorces? Well, I've already mentioned it. Cheating, having extramarital affairs with other women. Hell, it could be guys. Who knows? I mean, there's a lot of undercover dudes out there that are married that are gay. They just don't want to be out in the open. Now, two of the other things, and it's very, very simple. I know it led to a lot of problems in my marriage and money. Money is one of the biggest factors. When it comes to divorces, it just is Uh, money causes every single fight when it comes to a marriage. Now, when you when you first get married, you're probably like, oh, this is so great. I I don't understand what everybody complains about. But just give, give it a year after a year. Those little things that you used to get away with or mistakes. Oh, they'll they'll be right out the window. And I don't want you guys to think that I'm being all doom and gloom when it comes to marriage. I, I, I Earlier, I mentioned that my mom and dad, they're going to be married for 50 goddamn years. And that that's a very, very elite few that can make it to that time, especially from my generation. But money is one of the biggest causes of arguments and leads to divorce. Now, the other one is, okay, back to what I was saying, um, you know, guys. We cannot help it. We People forget that humans are nothing but animals. And like I said, it's in our DNA to have as men to to try to have as much sex as we can. And sex is one of those things. It, it really is one of those things that causes a lot of divorces. You know, women, when you first meet them, when you're first dating them, oh, they are more than willing to do a lot, lot more when it comes to sexual acts, like the, you're going to get oral, you're going to get blowjobs at the beginning of a relationship. Hell yeah, you are. But when you get married, oh, those BJs are right out the window. Because the women, they, they've already got you. They do. And the ladies, they will use sex to get what they want. I'm not saying all of them. And they might not even make it apparent. They, they're not going to make it apparent. But they're not going to be as willing to take care of you sexually. And please don't 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 get it twisted. A lot of a lot of people think that women aren't into sex as much as men, but that's a goddamn lie. They are. But they do not need it. It's not necessary. Do they want it? Yeah, of course. I mean, women are just as horny as men are. But they will use that shit. To get what they want, I, I'm, I, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a lot of hate from the ladies. The early '90s, 2000s, and beyond. <laughs> Sorry, was that not a radio ad? I thought he was talking about music from the late '80s. You were looking at me like, stop it, stop it. I was like, why, did, why is he telling me? Okay, no, that's great, that's perfect. He sounded kind of like Jerry Lewis it, a little it bit. It evolved a little bit right there, right? <laughs> Jerry like, Lewis is like, ladies, pretty late '80s and '90s, '90s and today. <laughs> okay, should bring us the hits, Tuts. Uh, we had to say that. Okay, back to Tuttle. 
And I've never understood that. Why do women look down on on hookers? Why why do women look down on strippers? They're like, oh, I, I I would never sell my body. I'm never gonna sell my body. I'm not I'm not a whore. But guess what? You don't make it apparent, like I said before, but you guys do, you ladies do use the vagina to get what you want at sometimes. I'm not saying you guys do it all the time. And I'm not saying all ladies do it, but you do it subconsciously to be able to get what you want. And if you if you can't admit that, you are a goddamn liar. And I don't want all you guys, I mean, listen, divorces happen on both sides of the gender. They're They're all at fault of it. I'll give you an example. In my marriage, yes, a lot of my bullshit led to my divorce. Now, am I saying that my ex-wife was completely innocent? No, not at all. But it's very cyclical. Like one person in the relationship will do something and then the other half will be like, fuck her, fuck her. I'm going to I'm going to get back and I'm and and I'm going to be vindictive and, and I'm not going to play ball with her anymore. And then you guys do stuff out of spite to each other, even though you don't make it apparent, but you do it anyway. And, and it's kind of sad. It really, really is. I'll leave you with this. One of the greatest Hollywood relationships, one of the most successful ones, is Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. These two have been together for a really, really long time. And guess what? They have never been married before. I'm sure that if they split, uh, Kurt Russell would take care of Goldie Hawn and Goldie Hawn would take care of Kurt Russell. And that's the way that it needs to be. I mean, everybody rushes to get married and it's not all that it's cracked up to be people. I mean, I'm not I'm not taking a big shit on marriage because a lot of people make it work out. But right now, the statistics say, hey, it's not a good bet. It's not a good investment. All right, guys, didn't mean to be a Debbie Downer, but I want to appreciate and I want to thank John and Chris from Funny to Informant for having me on this week. Hope you guys enjoyed this segment and I'll talk to you next week. Check out the Tuttle Daily Podcast available on all major podcasting platforms, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and iTunes, as well as the TuneIn Radio app and 315live.com. Talk to you next week. See ya. Thank you, Tuttle, as always, and another great topic and another great bit that he brought. Yep, I knew he would bring some heat on the divorce. I was looking for more, uh, I wanted to hear more dirt on his own personal <laughs> divorce, well, okay. but he just bring generalized stuff. Yeah. But that's, I mean, hey, that's, I look, I don't care. Like I tell him every week, I love what he brings us. I'm always happy with it. I never know what it's going to be. Right. But, mate, I just wanted juice. That's all. No, I just want the juicy stuff, Tuds. When we were talking about it last week and we knew that this was going to be the topic this week, uh, it came up that, like, he never really finalized his divorce, which I was kind of hoping he would bring up. If any, yeah. And the See, again, he, you're looking for the juice. But, like, but, and, and you both have that in common because you never you's, finalized your divorce. We both do. We <laughs> <laughs> But uh, a couple of things I wanted to bring up, just touch on that he mentioned. Uh, early on, he said he did bring up the, uh, oh, well, we were playing, a, if you were playing the uh, Tuttle drinking game at home along with Rocky here in the kitchen, it's take a shot every time Tuttle says Generation, Generation X, or Latchkey Kids. 
Jones. Right. Okay. So he's been <laughs> so, doing that the last few weeks. So yes. So that's going to be our new thing. Part of the way through, we were like, Rocky, fucking drink when yeah. he says it. Shoot. So Rocky started drinking, and let me check. And Rocky is dead. Rocky, yeah, Rocky's on the kitchen floor, wasted. We lost on count, the floor. and Rocky broke all of his shot glasses and possibly died. Is he drooling? We'll check on him at break. But uh, he, I mean, it's his own floor, but he, he better not be drooling. That's fine. Uh, mop your own shit up when you wake up, Rock. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he mentioned uh, in his generational talk about being a latchkey kid. Him and I are the same age. He is not wrong. He is right. Um, and I was. He mentioned uh, the divorce rate being extremely high in the in that era. Um, I tried to look back. Uh, the only stuff I could find really quickly offhand, um, going back to 1990. So that's definitely, gen- you know, I mean, I was born in 80. He was born in 80. We were 10 years old. My parents were divorced at that point. His obviously weren't. Congrats to them on 50 years, hey, by the way. Yeah, Tuttle. That's an, an that's amazing an anomaly. Feat. That is an anomaly. I mean, tell your 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 parents, like, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, tell Mama and Papa Tuttle, congrats. That is fucking awesome. Um, but uh, so I looked it up really quickly. And going back to 90, it has dropped drastically. And it says uh, the the one the one article I found uh, uh, gives it to uh, the millennials. That's what they're that's the that's what they're crediting for the divorce rate dropping so hard. Is the so it is generational. And uh, whoop! Now it's so talking it was, about cookies. Here we go. I'll give you some facts here. So it was a brief wave. You know, it, it didn't last as long as. So in uh, 1990, it was about, and you know, they would one, you know, uh, one in, you know, 50 percent of divorce of marriages end in divorce. That's what they've said, right? right. So in 1990, it was uh, about four forty-seven and a half percent, so close to it. It did spike close to 50 percent, but it's been steadily dropping up until this goes to 2016, where it uh, it dropped all the way as low as like almost thirty uh, percent, and is back up to about 32, 33 percent. It's so not it's bad. as of 2016 that and it was on the bad. rise. So I don't know, you know, where it's been in the last four well, years. Who knows what Trump's done to divorce? I was going to say, with but, it, well, and but he's out. So marry on now, even outside of even gays, even outside of his control, like with the pandemic, people are getting sick of each other inside. They, their there's houses. a lot of, yeah, there's a lot. I know a lot of relationships, myself included, have uh, not worked out and not to say, you know, that any the coronavirus had anything to do with that. But just in this, it's been a shitty year. It really has been a shitty year. For, but anyway, I just wanted to kind of cite that a little bit. And I can, yeah, I can talk my experience on marriage if you had any questions or well, wanted to relate anything to what Total okay, said. Okay, so, well, because, I mean, my first question, of course, is like, what did it feel like to get into marriage initially? So when you're first getting married, you found... You you, you find out that you know you're going to be with the woman for the rest of your life that you love. At, like what is, what is that like initially? Uh, like oh, like my first thing I like the first feeling. Yeah, whatever? yeah, yeah. Oh well, I mean Tuttle was right. As soon as I got married, the first thing I was quoted as saying was "Woo, this is great." <laughs> Isn't that what he said? You say? Yeah. I think he said that in his bit. But um, no, I it didn't really and, and feel any different. A few years Everyone later, says whoa, that. this is trash. Whoa, what have I got myself into? <laughs> I hate Quote this. our buddy Sean. But uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. I was, he mentioned being, you know, most people, not everyone, but most people are married in a church. I am not most people. I did not get married in a church. I am probably, as most of you know, not a religious person. Um, I didn't see the need to get married in a church. I still don't if I ever were to get married again. It is a religious um, ritual, though. Where did you get married, Coleman? I got married at uh, a fork of two rivers, which is probably a bad sign for a marriage. <laughs> are they coming together or are they splitting apart? I didn't I didn't look at which way the current was going that day. Clearly, it was going to a fork apart. Yeah, I was going to say, different paths. Seven years later, it went to a fork. One's a, yeah. It forked itself right on out of a marriage. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I did not get married. Uh, I didn't really feel in, uh, in no, a church. Did, you, I did get married. I didn't get married in a church. Oh, I was going to say, because um, you did, I, but because yeah. you never got divorced. I did not officially get divorced. No, uh, my 
ex-wife, as I call her, my ex, whatever, the you know, uh, my kid's mom. Uh, she did not. Um, she has been very, I don't know why she won't do, fill out her end of the paperwork. At one point, I think right away, she tried. She claimed, I don't remember, honestly. She says, well, I filled out the paperwork once and you didn't sign them. And then just here about a year to a year and a half ago, uh, I tried to do to do it again. It had been it's been we've been apart for eight years now. So in that time, I think it's seven years ago or so she tried. And I guess she claims that I never I don't remember getting the paperwork, but she says I didn't fill it out and sign it back. But I did certified mail to try to end the marriage totally and legally. But she lives across the country now. And so when I, I sent him over their certified mail, she received them signed for them. And when I waited for them to come back, which she says she sent it back, they never came back. Oh, it's the, and okay. she's been, and people are like, well, why? And I'm, I don't know why she's like holding on to something. I don't know. Grasping at something. She doesn't want to give it up. Is it? A, I know she doesn't want to give up my last name and that's fine. She's never wanted to give up my last okay, name. So she always wanted it and that's fine. She, that, I, she can have it. There, <laughs> it's already out there. There was a, a few things that Tuttle brought up, like reasons for divorce. Um, money was a big one. Money issues. Or, that was a big one yeah, for us. Um, you he know, was not wrong there. Not realizing that you don't. You Infidelity. Know, yeah, cheating. Yeah. Uh, that's an easy one because yeah, yeah. people people in their urges, then they have no self control, and there's nothing right. you can do. So, and and maybe I'm being invasive, and you can nope. Go not ahead, answer. ask away. Well, I might regret saying this stuff later. Why did you split up? Uh, well, again, okay, money was a big part of it. Uh, cheating was not an issue. I did not ever cheat. Um, and to my knowledge, she never cheated. Then after we uh, after we split up, I did hear some things from other people that maybe she was out and about doing some things. And at the time, she was not, you know, she was not in a good place. So maybe she was. Who knows? You ah. know? I, I, it, when I heard that, I wasn't like, what? No way. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I was waiting. Fuck, she was fucking around on me. I Who was... knows? I don't know. But uh, th- again, that wasn't proven. So there was no infidelity that caused us to split up at the time. It was mostly money issues. And I was, you know, I was 25, 23 when I got married. Uh, yeah, I was 23 when I got married. She was a couple years older than me. Um, you know, we had the kid together and, you know, we just, in retrospect, we probably wouldn't have never gotten married and shouldn't, we probably both know we shouldn't have gotten married, At but we it- did and we tried and we tried and we tried and our just, our personalities didn't work out and she had a lot of problems and I had a lot of problems. You know, we all have our problems. I'm not blaming anybody. There, we, we're oil and water and we didn't work out. I'm there, not blaming oil or water. There is something to be said though about like, cause I was you half the time when I asked people like, Oh, why'd you guys split up? Or, you know, what happened there? Right. Or what, like instantly it's the it's they, they they play bias they play the blame game they right. they, they no. bring it on to it's the been other eight person. years dude there's no need for that That's every I mean. pretty much every breakup i've ever had not just marriage has been because both people are guilty of certain things whatever you're, that is you're taking responsibility for certain Goddamn parts right of it. Yeah. i'm a hard motherfucker to deal with bro especially in a relationship i know that i'm oh, a fucking I, handful you're telling me That's i why know I'm that i'm trying not to just be i'm trying not to be in a relationship i do a show with you i know that right of right. course That's, right this is i'm having we I, see each other less than ever and you still know that I'm having a terrible time. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'll stop hitting you. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the backhand yeah, hurts, Coleman. But you, you, you know, you in the beginning, and uh, you mentioned, you know, I don't know. I haven't done the proposal. I've never thought about proposal. I've never been married. Uh, my proposal was very weird. This is probably another reason. Uh, checking the fork in the stream should have been step two, but step one should have been I shouldn't have gotten married when the. When the marriage proposal was, me and my then-girlfriend were standing on the front porch of our house smoking a joint, and she was like, let's get married on 420. And I was like, yeah. Wow. And the next 420, we got married. 
<laughs> See, so there's certain- again. We, I was 23. She was 26 or whatever, and that was yeah. There are certain- and the whole the whole world was ahead of us. And now I'm a bitter old man. I was, you can you can look- <laughs> thanks ex wife. <laughs> I mean, and and I do it too. I'm not with divorce specifically, but there's a few things where you just look back on what you've done or decisions you made, and there were red flags staring you in the face. Oh, fucking like, a, right! And you, you know? just talk them down. That's <laughs> you, for everybody all the time. Yeah, I mean, and, until you get super, until you're healthy enough to spot them, admit them to yourself, and and do whatever it takes well, to either avoid yeah. it or fix it. Right? And there's but, nothing you can do about it now. No, no, no. Yeah, in retrospect, there's nothing. You know, one of my Monday morning quarterback. If I am, I hope I'm better than Tom Brady. Am I right? Ooh, he got show card is swallowed up. We don't talk about sports much, but there you go. No, yeah, Tom. God, well, that guy sucks. But it was, that was a pretty <laughs> big moment. Tom Brady had his worst performance. Oh, are we going? Okay, oh, I like oh, how we're branching with, off into this now. No, with Dion start, branching well, into this <laughs> subject. <laughs> well, because because it, it was kind of funny to me that like a Rolling Stone gathers no Randy. You Mons. know the 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 one. Oh my god! Keep if going. Keep going. That, no, if power people, through. If people get that, fucking kudos. That's awesome. Uh, but some people like it, it, you know we haven't used it in our digi years, but it's been going back and forth. Drew Brees re- breaks the touchdown record. Tom Brady. The next week or that same goes week. ahead by one. Yeah, because they're on the then same. Then Drew Brees went back by one again, and then last night they played head to head, and that's what I love. And then Drew Brees threw how many? Probably three or four. 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 So he's now ahead by five. And Tom Brady threw zero. Yeah. Ooh. So that doesn't bode well. I hope you keep playing Tom Brady, and you can make that up. Make that, that up because if you retire after this crappy ass season, you're leading them into. If if you if you don't like Tom Brady, anyway, it was a fun one to watch. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, a good one yeah. to watch. Anyway, we've uh, really divulged. Yeah, um, we got an email and we got Digi Hears yep. uh, in the back half of this. Yeah, uh, episode. but thank you Tuttle for everything. Check out Tuttle; he gave you all his links, guys. Um, but yeah, anywhere you look for Tuttle with two Ds, you dumbass. Yeah, he used love to say that. that. Guy. He stopped saying that now. I don't know. We're we'll, we'll I'm the a, only one perpetuating that. We'll give him a good topic next week, um, and I'm already excited for. And it. if you guys have topics, hit us up on email. Nobody ever emails us. I feel like email maybe a dead mode of communication unless you're doing a business to business or whatever so hit us up if you have our number message us uh you know hit us up on direct message on instagram facebook whatever reach out if you got a topic you want to hear total rave on for 10 minutes good bad or otherwise hit us up let us know yeah do it um and what song should we go to break to because <laughs> i feel like with the divorce and with yeah. um the, all the fornication talk we should go to break to something good well Tuttle did bring it up you and me baby ain't nothing but mammals so let's do it like they do on the discovery channel yeah 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 bloodhound Gang, bad touch. That is perfect. Episode 158 of Funny to Informing, and we'll be right back.
I'll show you mine Tool time, you'll love it just like Lau And then we'll do it doggy style So we can both watch X-Files Do it now You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals So let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel Do it again now You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals So let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel So let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel Do it again now You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals So let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel Do it now You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals So let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel Do it again now You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals So let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel Welcome back to Funny to Informing, episode 158. No, <laughs> I like how you, you offset your tempo to match me. <laughs> a little bit. Jinx on me. I know you owe you a Coke. I, uh, that's Chris Pizza Peisenberg Coleman. That's it. And I'm buzzed. <laughs> I'm, I'm John, you, but you're I'm You're John Buzz Aldrin? <laughs> <laughs> I, Don't I, say the moon landing was fake. John will punch you in the face. Yeah, and I think we're going to get like a full-blown update next week, but you've been doing Sober November. Yes, it's been going whatever. pretty well, man. Dude, I've been trying to drink for the both of us and keep up as so, best as possible. So last show, this show, next show, and maybe the next show after that will be a, a sober one. Did you guys tell me if you can notice a difference? I feel like I've been doing great. I've had energy. I'm not slurry. My, my, I'm recalling. I'm getting words out of the air when I need to. It's been great. I, I say that and I just fucked myself up for this segment. Here we go, guys. <laughs> I know. Get ready for the flubs. Now you're going to Not be... just on my love handles anymore. <laughs> That's what you're going to fuck up. Watch. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm going to pull a real Joe Biden. I swear. And I've been going into Tucker these. Carlson is never going to let down on me. This is the loosest I've been in John's a while. John's hitting it for both of us. Well, you were sitting at, in all honesty, we will say uh, that before the show, when John was waiting on me to get off work, he got off real early and crazily, I thought he would go home and then come back hours later. Nope, sat at the bar at my job, and uh, every time I went out there, he had a fresh beer and a shot. For like four or five <laughs> hours straight. Just yeah, hitting it hard. Oh. Thank you for getting them in for me. But yeah. I've been doing well. I've not really been too tempted on the drinking. We'll, we'll check in next week. So far, so good. Right, Healthier yeah. lifestyle for old Coleman. Watch, by next next week, you're going to be miserable. Um, okay, so we do have the Digi here, and then we have an email before that. Uh, we... Kind and of. we just heard, uh, again, Bloodhound Gang, Bad Touch. Great song. One of my favorite songs. Really, like, it's a great. I, I learned every word to it when it came out. You know, I love the way it flows together. It's like rap, white boy kind of rap, techno. It's cool. I it's, love it. It's a classic. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, no. And it, it felt only fitting after Tuttle's March of the Penguins 
animals got a fuck segment <laughs> he just ran on we'd go with that <laughs> yeah uh okay so we we have this email we uh got one from jim uh inzerillo our boy you normally we don't say full names but this guy you know, come on man he's one of the ogs uh he's he's a super big supporter of a lot of podcasts here locally and national shows he's a podcast head so yeah love you jim thanks for the email gem of a human being jim <laughs> a gem of a human being <laughs> jim's a gem yep no he's just a gem don't give him more than he's worth he's not a gem he's a jim and that's all uh Okay, so how does he start this one? Okay, my problem is I got this a little while ago, like before last show or, or like during last show, and I didn't look at it until right That's before fine. we did this one. Honestly, so we... I think we've had it for a little bit, but oh, I just yeah. didn't look at it. No, it came in after the recording of our last show. If you look, at, if you do the math. Okay. All right. So that's we perfect. recorded on the third. It came in on the fourth. So okay, this so is he, breaking email. He uh he the, it's titled my email and sorry it's not slam poetry. Uh, hey guys, he says. First, thanks for the shout out last week, which I think was two weeks ago. I'm not sure. Again, it, it, yeah. Either way, uh, or, we give him shouts out all the time because he's an OG guy. He yeah. follows us on Patreon.com/slash/FTI as you should too. Uh, thanks for the shout out last week or whatever Coleman called me. Might be drinking writing this, so sorry for typos. Okay. By the time you read this, the election probably still hasn't ended yet. Uh, it's up in the air. It's really, I mean. I'm calling it. It's like, I'm 99% in, okay? I'm fucking Georgia, Nevada, Pennsylvania. Don't call me Alaska because I think they're still at 46%. It's like. They can't count all <laughs> all 72 votes up there. It's done, but it's not, yeah, you know? Yeah, uh, If you could invent a way to declare an immediate winner between Biden and Trump, what would it be? Old man fucking cage match. Uh, extra points for putting these two through any discomfort. Cage there it is. Match Cage match, would... But that gives Donald Trump a market advantage because of his history with the WWE. F. Whatever oh, it is now. Yeah. E, it's E now. F in my day. He's got like experience. In my day, it was WWF. <laughs> nobody cared about pandas. Trump does have experience thinking about it. Right? Uh, and he's a bigger dude. And I mean, Biden, you know, they're both old. I like how everybody like gets Biden for being so old. They're both fucking old and decrepit. And Trump is like, Trump's, Biden looks to be more in shape, like physically, like in his build. Yeah, Trump's got that weird T-Rex forearms and that lean forward. Yeah, it's oh, pri- like, the, like he's like his giant dick is a tripod holding him up. Yeah, it's like a spine ambifida sort of thing <laughs> it's going called on. Spina bifida. <laughs> but, <laughs> Shout out to my buddy and friend who listens to our show, big supporter who has spina bifida. It's I, a terrible, I think I do too. No, you don't no, have spina dude. bifida. You have. Um, I'm gonna have it. You when have I'm scoliosis. Older. No, spina bifida. You're born with, dude. It's mm. a. It's a. Yeah. No, trust me. Okay. Oh <laughs> wow, nerd back. Is John has nerd back. There you the go. Researcher. Okay. Yeah. Rocky's when saying. you're real skinny, yeah, you see your ribs and your spine. And it's like a dragon back, as I always called it. It looks like the back of a dragon. I had a skinny friend growing up, and when he bent over like forward, like he was diving into a pool, his shit was like. Rah! You could like see the stegosaurus coming out of it, bro. <laughs> like a fin. Y- yes, <laughs> absolutely, bro. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what kind of disorder I have, but it's something is there for me. I, I just I've never got myself checked. Uh, for me, I don't know. I think like uh, I would want some kind of physical because you know between Trump and Biden, there's mentally it's hard to decipher one or the other. Or you know, so yeah. Was well, Trump is Trump is he's. I hate to say this. He speaks better. He does less verbal flubs. He says the stupidest shit ever. Yeah. But he doesn't yeah. like trip over his words as much. He just and he puts them together weird. But Biden just blah blah blah. No, sometimes quite a bit. But Biden says less outlandish stuff. Exactly. So it's a tit for tat. That's you what know? I'm saying. So right. I, th- I think like for me, I would want like an endurance comp. Like a okay. al- almost like you're on Survivor or like the challenge. Presidential or- Iron Man. Shout out Chris Nickage. Cannot forget that guy. 
Hey, my motherfucking hero. I just said Iron Man, and it reminded me. Local hero Chris Nickich. Check him out. Follow him on Instagram. I followed his journey as I have been for over a year now. I'm so happy I did. Just as we record over the weekend, he was the first person in history with Down syndrome to participate and finish in an Ironman competition ever. 140.6, and I think that's miles. That's miles. Yeah, he did. Okay, so I got the breakdown. We were talking about it, I think, on What's the Fuss, or maybe it, it was off mic. I don't even remember. It, it was takes, off mic. It takes hours. Yeah. Oh, dude, it took all day. So anyway, it's, uh, I, I, again, I, 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 it's like, it's a uh, 112 or so mile bike ride. John looks it up as we speak. It's like about 100, 110 plus mile bike ride. Yeah, 112 uh, mile bike 112, ride. 120 or 22 miles swimming. Uh, 2.4 Oh, that's it. It's real small. 2.4 swimming, and then a 26.2 full fucking marathon run after that. Yep. All back-to-back, continuous, no stopping. That is an amazing feat for anyone ever in history, today, yesterday, or tomorrow, and this guy, local hero out of right here in Maitland where we record, I've met this guy in person, and he is he's a fucking inspiration. He really is, dude. I'm hoping that, like, you know, fingers crossed that we can have him on the show at I, some point. We will ask him to be on. We've asked, I will say this, we asked him before, prior to this, and we dropped the ball and didn't get him in. He was more than willing to come in. Now, he may be too big for his britches. He's, he may have outgrown us. I, the guy's a fucking, his, the day he finished, Friday night when he finished that Ironman, his, his followers jumped from that night to the next day, 13,000 followers. It's like because everyone was sharing it everywhere. I have a friend in Lakeland who doesn't know this guy, but he knows the story and he's an Orlando guy. He's been sharing it all over his social media. I would never blame him for not talking to us, you know, because we missed our it. window. I'm that not mad. Us. Absolutely. That I ain't mad fault. if he can't fit us in because he's got to talk to ESPN. Right. <laughs> right. Like, do your thing, Chris Nickich. But check him out. C-H-R-I-S-N-I-K-I-C on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Um, all one word. Um, that's his handle. And he's uh, his story is amazing. His whole and deal of 1% better every day. Like I said, he's been training for this for years, probably two years at least. And his whole deal for that whole time was 1% better every day. And he tracked his results. If he did a run and a bike ride, he would want to do it 1% faster time-wise every day. And when you extrapolate that over years, it's a giant feat. And he's a fucking Iron Man. Yep. Hats off to that guy. First man uh, to have Down syndrome to complete the 140.6 that's crazy cheers to him as john cheers his beer and i'm on coke yeah coca-cola 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 <laughs> that's my sober shout out to you chris nickich and the first um, sugar i've had all day really yeah that is depleting i don't know i don't know if i could do no sugar at all i mean i'm not I, doing I do... no sugar but oh, this is also the third soda i've had in a week i, don't I had do... a soda over here last monday i had a soda friday night and i had a soda today See, like, staying away from energy drinks is, isn't bad. But okay, I've been drinking Red Bull, sugar-free. Uh, s- staying away from <laughs> sugar entirely, though, like, that's there's no way that that's... Well, I t- offset, I've been getting plenty of caffeine. I can't, god damn, I can't do everything, you know? I mean, I can't, I, I can't die. I was going to say, well, like, we're going to have to have a serious talk yeah, after the show we'll about, get into it. about your health if, uh, if yeah, yeah. It's, getting, it's only <laughs> getting better. It's only getting better. No, no, it's good, yeah. I'm, 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 I won't tell you right from wrong. I'll be beating you up in no time. I have... <laughs> Scoliosis. So, <laughs> who am I? There you go. So, you're I, saying we should do a cage match, just like President uh, Biden and former President Trump. Yeah. How you like yeah. that? Just some, an, an endurance comp where we just hang on something, and then whoever hangs there the longest. John wins. If you, if you look at the weight differential, I got to hold a lot more weight than you, bud. <laughs> Anyways, uh, should we should we get into the uh, the Did You Hears yeah, and some get stories? Into did You Hears with a long ass intro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
funny to informing you. Did you hear? And uh, we got some stories, some interesting stuff. We're trying to stay away from the obvious right now. Yeah, we totally avoided that. We talked about that ad nauseum in the first segment. We're done. Yep, yep, yep. So now it's time to get into some uh, more interesting things. And you're going to start us off, right? Yes. Did you hear? Pfizer's early data shows vaccine is more than 90% effective. Okay. Yeah, Pfizer has been uh, running a trial on this for uh, months now. Uh, and they are the lead dog out of the gate uh, looking for FDA approval on this. They announced uh, Monday, as we sit and record, that an early analysis of its coronavirus vaccine trial suggested the vaccine was robustly effective in preventing COVID-19. Let's see, a pandemic that has now killed more than 1.2 million people worldwide. You know shareholders was waiting on this type of thing. Well, it, it touches on that as well. But um, yeah, so it looks like they developed, it says they developed this vaccine with uh, German drug maker BioNTech. The middle letter is literally the N, just a, a letter N. Really? Yeah, BioNTech. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not just censoring that. <laughs> it is bio the letter in tech seems like a cop-out for a bunch of scientists uh yeah it, 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 it well as a cop-out it released only sparse details from its clinical trial based on the first formal review of the data by an outside panel of experts so they've now passed it on to other people to double check kind of you know get a recount so to speak and uh to put it in terms we all understand topically <laughs> yeah. and uh just to make sure that their data is accurate you know second party peer review and uh it's apparently come back well saying 90 percent effective um and yeah this trial's been going on for a while we actually know somebody here locally i don't know if it's the fires trial he's been involved in i know a couple people around town but sean wasson from the news junkie jumped right on the boat on this and has oh. been a a test monkey for this the whole time is that the one where they kind of like they'll either hit you with saline yeah or saline the actual... or yep you're either uh yeah you either get a sugar pill or uh or the vaccine and he doesn't really know i don't think he knows yet it's not done it was a long drawn out thing over months and months i think he still has a few more to go to i'm not sure uh, and with things like that i feel like there's withdrawals that but then or, afterwards or they effects. do tell you afterwards they clearly tell you whether you you know but they got to get you through it first really yeah so yeah. he'll know when he's done as will all these well, trials you don't want you don't want that placebo effect in there either you don't want people faking the emotion that they think that they're supposed to have you know you, you give people a well, non that, that does happen no matter what though yeah you give people a non-alcoholic drink tell them that it's alcohol greatest and then they get drunk or whatever. greatest adam sandler segment or a bit in history off of his first comedy album at a medium pace where he does a whole bit where he sells someone fake alcohol they pretend to get fucking hammered then he tells them it's fake then he pretends to sell them weed it's pencil shavings in a bag then he sells them fake acid he just goes uh, it's fucking hilarious anyway check it out one of my favorite bits but yeah so it's looking good and uh pfizer plans to ask the fda for emergency authorization of the two two dose vaccine so it's a two-part thing later this month uh, so pending approval. Yeah, well, it says it's, uh, after after it has collected the recommended two months of safety data. So the end of this month, they will have been doing safety data checks on this for two months now. So I mean, it, if all goes well, uh, they will have enough doses to immunize 15 to 20 million people. 
there's no way right to off pro- the bat. there's no way to promise huge. that this is like going to work one way or the other. It's not it's not a guarantee, no. but it's a step in the right direction. But 90% is good and as long as that backs up and follows through follows suit, it looks like we will have a Pfizer uh, Pfizer out the gate vaccine for 15 to 20 million people. That's huge. Something resolved, yeah. And on the on the heels of that, as you mentioned, stocks surged on the news. The S&P 500 gained 1.2% Monday, uh, ending the day just short of a high reach in early September. That uh, that was my thing because I was follow I follow some of the stocks yeah and I was seeing it shoot yeah, Pfizer the fuck up Pfizer today. is up uh, Pfizer is up like two over two percent today because yeah. after that in which it will it will just continue to rise if that if this all goes well yeah yeah exactly back uh, cool. to you in our studio John uh did you hear uh, I'll start with this one um the most boring first I guess the that's ma- where I went the Masters are uh, coming up here soon um it's taking place slavery's between- been over forever sir <laughs> yeah it's golf so I mean oh it's- my bad. The green jacket golf masters i mean it's it could still a bunch of white dudes i was gonna say it's very relatable <laughs> right it's right like the same but different a little bit right if your name's fuzzy zeller you're probably racist yeah if yes <laughs> if yes the caddies they would agree with what you just said caddy please <laughs> uh the masters they're, they're between thursday and sunday is when it's going to be going on it's one of the biggest if not that the is, biggest golf event i think it is the biggest in, in America, probably every every year, probably uh, the biggest tournament. I, I it's know the Wimbledon of golf, if you will, Super Bowl of golf, World Series of golf, mm-hmm. the Masters. I was waiting for you to just keep I've on going. Uh, no. the, the Stanley Cup of golf, the <laughs> the United Belt title of golf. I said baseball. The it's cricket shuttle. championship of golf. Was you doing cricket back there, Rocky? He's woken up from his stupor and he's back there doing cricket. I don't know. He's drunk. He's doing Ig- yoga. Ig- My bad. I don't know what Ignore he's Ignore researcher Rocky. He's drunk. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the highest net in shuttlecock is what it is. Um, but so Masters, is, uh, you know, the U.S. Open is comparably like they, they kind of go tit for tat, if I could say that phrase. <laughs> on our show, you can. <laughs> I'm firing on all cylinders <laughs> right it. now. Uh, but they both, the, the prize money for the number one spot, you know. Tit tats? I want some of those. Don't, you don't, you put your shirt down. Rocky got tit tats. Put your shirt showing down. Them. Both of you get, all right, shirts down. Every, wow, Coleman's got a lot more hair than you, Rocky. I'm a hairy oh, dude. It's, not a, it's the part Italian <laughs> in me. What does that mean? Guess which part's Italian. Uh, no. The hair part. I said no. I won't guess. <laughs> well, I told you anyway. You said guess. Quickly, it. why do Italians wear gold chains? Why? So we know where to stop shaving. No. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I said the, we because I'm part of it. The the Masters and the U.S. Open uh, have the two top prizes, but the Masters, they're how much do you think that they're offering out for number one spot this year? Mm, $2 million prize. Mm, nope. Okay. So uh, Am I cold or hot? Rocky, don't you're, look. Throw a number out while you while you're researching. You're pretty cold. I'm cold. You're, you're Two million's cold. cold. Okay, so Rocky, throw a number out. Uh, you know uh, how how much do you think that the the person that finishes in first in the Masters is going to get? I'm going to go for twenty two mil. He added twenty. Oh, that's. Well, I mean, that's not even that bad. Okay. I mean, you both are kind of almost the same distance off, but it's what? eleven and a half. Oh wow! So right in the Split middle. Split the almost. difference. Yeah, pretty much. Wow, I mean, it's my lucky number. I, give or take. Uh, I will be playing in the Masters this year, guys. Wish me luck. Right. I mean, if you finish in like fifteenth, you get right? hundreds of thousands oh, of dollars. So. Well, I won't. I've tried golfing. Terrible. I mean, but that's somehow of, I hurt my leg. The best thing about <laughs> golf, though, is that's one of those where it's like no matter how old you get, you could still maybe get into. Well, doing they have it. the senior PGA tour and shit too. Yeah, and people are known, especially here in Florida, to retire and then take up golfing, even if they whether they knew how prior or not, they get you know they get way bigger into it with all that free time. Yeah, and well, and we were talking about Adam Sandler earlier, but like kind of like the movie Happy, <laughs> like the movie Happy Gilmore. 
it, it, it's exactly like that. Sometimes you win a few local tournaments, right? And then you're on the tour, right? And then that's and then you're all all of a sudden a pro golfer. It happens so fast. It the can, price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> that's one of my favorite fucking scenes. Uh, but yeah, so the the Masters is upcoming, and I was going to report on um, Sergio Garcia okay. uh, a little bit just because. So it's not all white guys. Nah, yeah, right. Okay. See, boom. See? I like it. I like that we're changing it up, guys. You see, less old white men in golf, less old white men in politics. Uh, but Sergio Garcia will not be in the Masters. He got COVID. So he has to. Oh, yikes. He has to pull out. Oh, yikes. So it might up. Okay, so it's back to white men. All white men. <laughs> Damn it, I spoke too <laughs> soon. Why didn't you tell me to shut up? <laughs> so we revert back to all white guys. Uh, <laughs> is Tiger <laughs> Is Tiger participating? Like, I know, you know, the, no joke, all jokes aside. Is Tiger, he should definitely be participating this year, right? Uh, uh, He's not injured, and I'm sure he probably made the cut. He's fucking Tiger. That's a good question, actually. I haven't been keeping up with him for the yeah. longest Oh, you're not time. up on your golf, John? <laughs> right? Like, whoop, my golf channel got disconnected last week. Yes. Because yeah. I never fucking watch it. I, I, it, I, I do like... Watching it isn't that bad, honestly. People discredit it and say it's boring, but like it goes from one golfer to the next nonstop. Yeah, no, no, I know. There's I mean, not like tons of downtime. No, yeah, you're right. not like watching them walk and the grass grow. Like no, You're actually watching people The way play. that they schedule it, it, it does. It works out real well. It's really not. holes and all that. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiger Woods arrives at Augusta Boom. National. Boom. Uh, yeah, I, I think he's going to be a part of it. That's so. a huge deal. Yeah, tickets for that are fucking insane. Um, you know, it's like the Kentucky Derby. Oh, my God. Tiger Woods won last year. So he's defending his 2019 there you Masters go. Keep win. that green jacket, Tiger. Look at him go. Okay. Green jacket looks like shit over a red shirt, just saying. You look like a fucking Christmas ornament. I think there was better colors they could have chose. Yeah, it's just famous. You know, it's a famous thing. Yeah. The old green jacket. And green is money. Right. Uh, okay, so uh, back to you. Did you hear climber Emily Harrington becomes fourth woman to free climb El Capitan in a single day? El Capitan. El Capitan. So El Capitan Mountain is in Yosemite National Park in California. El Capitan is one of the world's most famous climbing spots. Photographed by... Just kidding. I was reading the, under the under the caption. <laughs> <laughs> Photographed by Mark Rolson. Just kidding. But uh, yeah. So I mean, as I look at the picture of it, it's just a giant... It, I've heard of this before. It is very big in the climbing world. Um, you know, as I said, only three other women in front of her have ever free climbed this thing. Uh, in a single day. The El Capitan. Like, that sounds it's, so familiar. I know. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm so trying you to said see Yosemite. if it gives uh, any number. Here we go. Emily Harrington has become the fourth woman to free climb El Capitan, the 3,000-foot granite wall in Yosemite National Park, in a single day. While most of the U.S. was focused on the results of the presidential election, early on Wednesday, the 34-year-old began her climb. She reached the top in 21 hours, 13 minutes, and 51 seconds. Only three women have previously made it, as you said several times above. Thank you. Free climbing means climbing with a rope for protection in case of falls, but otherwise purely with hands and feet on rock, never taking advantage of artificial protection. So, so the rope is just a tie-off. So if she were to fall, she would go to the bottom? No, she, if she, she were to fall, a- she goes a few feet, because I'm sure she has some slack hanging off the rope. She goes just a couple feet, and then boom, she gets boom, like slacklined, and she has to grip the wall back and start climbing again. I'm sorry, but that does not sound fun. It sounds, Over- re- it sounds the most scary thing ever, dude. I don't do heights. I certainly don't do them on sheer face of a fucking rock with nothing but my hands and feet. For almost a full day. 
Yeah, twenty one hours. Like, do you stop and have a sandwich? Like, can you? Yeah, have what is she? Yeah, what? Yeah, what does she tie off and just hang there and eat a sandwich? Good question. I don't know. That's you know, what I would like. I mean, for me, I'm not doing twenty one hours. That of is fasting. ridiculous, dude. Like, I'm not fasting and climbing a fucking mountain. I'm going to stop for my bologna and cheese or my PB and J or whatever the fuck, right? And then continue climbing. Like, there's got to be checkpoints. There's got to be. Jesus, dude. I, 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 yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you end up doing something like that. Okay, so as crazy as that is, free climbing, there's another version called free solo climbing. You want to know what the difference there is? It's fucking crazier. That is, the, you are, there are no ropes at all. You are literally hands and feet, only thing holding you on the mountain. You fall, you die. Wow. Well, that was done. So a man named uh, Alex Hanold did the same cliff, El Capitan, free solo climbing, not a single rope, all the way to the top. That's terrifying. 3,000 feet, sheer I'm, cliff face. I mean, I'm sure you get like a, a thrill, you know, and, and your adrenaline kind of pumps through you, and it's 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 invigorating and all that, but that just seems like so dumb, and I mean... Hey, they get off on that, that's their thing. You know, like, I don't like running, but people love running. Like, they get off on that, again, that's their thing. I like... That's true. I like beer. And I, marijuana, so I had to occasionally cut back from it. Yeah, I, I was terrified. I was supposed to, I, w- I climbed up this one thing. I think it was called I've never climbed. Angel's Landing. And it was in, I want to say, oh, crap, Zion National Park or one of those. Bryce, oh, maybe, yeah. Maybe Bryce Canyon. In Utah. That was yeah, in Utah. Yeah, yeah. Bryce Canyon or Zion National, one of those. Um, but uh, so in the place is called Angel's Landing, and it t- has a sign that tells you this many people died since this year. Hence the name. Angels Landing. Yeah, and I did it, and I felt terrified doing it the whole time. But and there is that adrenaline and the thrill of it. it but sounds I don't horrifying know. if you think about it. They fell to their death and became angels. <laughs> where they landed, they became angels because that's where they died. <laughs> oh, I don't Yikes. know. Man. I saw your video from there. You posted it on your TikTok. You posted it on some social media when you got back from that trip, and that uh, yeah, that was harrowing. I don't deal with that. No, with that shit very well. My mistake was getting to the top and smoking a little bit. And then realizing oh, really? I had to get down. Oh, that's scary as fuck. And I think you were wearing shit shoes, weren't you? Weren't you wearing your dress shoes? Uh, no, no. <laughs> I was I was wearing pretty bad shoes, but it was just icy at the top. And because I'm all high, I was terrified trying to get down. And I didn't want to slip or make a mistake that it seemed like hundreds of others have made up to that point. But uh, anyways, moving on. Did you hear uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Uh, just kind of just passed. It is recently. that time of year. Yep, every year around this time they yep. do the inaugurations. Yep, who, and uh, you know who made it? Uh, I know. Uh, Whitney Houston was one of the ones inducted. I know one. Uh, remember I had told you? Oh, I heard somebody, and it wasn't a rock, and it wasn't like a traditional rock and roll, and neither was Whitney Houston. But Biggie Smalls, I believe, was inducted this year. Oh, really? Am I right? Uh, let me check because I have a Boom. little. Yeah, Biggie Smalls, crack researcher Rocky, as well as John, confirm. Uh, the Doobie Brothers, fucking a buddy. Nine Inch Nails. Ooh, good for them. I like this class. This is a good class. This isn't bad at all. Yeah, and um, no, I, 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 I mean, I haven't seen it yet. I think it's available on HBO Max, as far as I know. Oh yeah, because they do. They do a concert and a whole deal. I forgot that they do oh, that. Yeah, yeah. People play in yeah, honor. They of play. Them. Yeah, some they get some of the bands to show up and play. That's they, right. They did a really nice tribute to Eddie Van Halen. Nice because because Van passing. Halen made it right. They, I don't, they're I don't, in this year or no? I don't know if he's in the Hall of Fame this year or not. Okay. But I know they pay tribute to him because of his passing, right? Um, yeah, and like with like with Whitney Houston, Alicia Keys, you know, was inducting her, and and Whitney Houston's mom, which I didn't even know who was still alive, uh, she was the one that accepted the award for her daughter. For Whitney, that's cool. Yeah. Posthumously, as they say. I, I I didn't even know that. Yeah, Whitney Houston's mom was still alive, but nor did I. Uh, it's definitely. 
it's definitely something to check out. And I think, uh, you know, I, I plan to. I haven't seen it yet. But, uh, yeah, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame just passed. And that was pretty much all I had to say about it, really. That's cool, though. I really appreciate it. That's a good thing to watch every year. I remember a couple years back, Red Hot Chili Peppers getting in. I think Rage Against the Machine got in. So, you know, some oh, of yeah. my favorites. Actually, speaking of Rage, yeah, because um, talking about the tribute to Van Halen, Tom Morello, Kirk Hammett, and Slash because did if a you're, tribute. Well, that's, and you know what? That's fitting because if, if, you know, one of the best guitarists of all time ever was Eddie Van Halen. And, you know, those guys probably all look up to him and view him exactly as that, as a hero to them. Yeah. Even exactly. though they're all gods themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, back to you uh, for another one. Did you hear? Message lost by Carrier Pigeon found 110 years later. How did they know it came from a pigeon? Yeah. 110 so, years? Yeah, dude. Well, carrier pigeons haven't been used in quite a long time. We have the fucking mail. Um, also, uh, carrier pigeon uh, ballots have been found. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that should have been that should have been my joke, but uh, it's not. A uh, letter originally carried by a pigeon might be better described now as snail mail. <laughs> I like this. These guys are funny. After being recovered more than a century after it was sent. And, a couple- it, and it was gooey? <laughs> no. Sorry. Yuck. My bad. A couple found the message believed to be from 1910 while they were hiking in the French commune of Ingersheim. It's whatever in French. In France. In French land. Uh, that was in September. The handwritten note was meant to be correspondence between two German military officers. So this would have been World War One in 1910. Early okay. early on in World War and One. And somewhere in France. It was found inside a... Actually, I believe that was before World War One. That's why it was between two German military officers. It was found inside an aluminum capsule and is believed to have been lost by a carrier pigeon. And they have a photo of it here. And, dude, it's, it's insane. Like, you can... I mean, I can see clearly... It's German. I can't read it, but it's like looks like it's written in pencil on a little scroll of paper I mean, the, out of this little aluminum tube that some hikers found in the woods in France hiking. If it's dated and everything for a hundred plus years, I mean, it's a little wrinkled, but that looks like it's in good shape. Yeah, it's on display at the Linge Memorial and uh, was translated by the French news organization. Oh, wow. here we go. Uh, Platoon Pothoff receives fire as they reach the western border border of the parade ground. Platoon Pothoff takes up fire and retreats after a while, reads a portion of the message, which is reportedly difficult to decipher. In Fetchwald, half a platoon was disabled. Platoon Pothoff retreats with heavy losses. So a whole lot of platoon talk. Yeah, well, it's, it's one a- platoon to another, and the yeah, general's just trying to tell them, you know, we got in a big fight, we got our ass kicked, and we are retreating with a bunch of deaths. It would be like the early 1900s. As Germany should, you fucking uh. bastards back then. Just, Not anymore. You're our allies and we love you. Just like them to put it so official. I would have been like, yo, we backing up. <laughs> like, yo, we- Nowadays, it would have been, sup. <laughs> yeah, I know. Response, sup, question mark. <laughs> Thanks for using these fucking pigeons. The pigeons are like, look here, motherfucker. Make this concise. Get it in one message. Yeah. Okay? I'm really tired. Oh, I, I got a concise one here. N-M-U. And then you send it back. What is that? Not much. <laughs> <laughs> Not much, you. H-B-U. <laughs> W-Y-D. T-T-Y-L. The pigeon's so mad right now. They're sitting there right He probably out. killed himself, which is why I never made it back and forth. He was Ma- tired of these, maybe these back and forths. Maybe they were forced to retreat because they spent a half hour writing the fucking letter. Our platoon needs to back off at a quarter or half hour yeah. to the sun at midnight. <laughs> like just, It was just, a bit in-depth, right? Just say we back. a lot of words. Yeah, we've, we're, we're forced back, yo. Send it. As Dave Chappelle once said from his Ransom Note Act, We all good. We's chilling and shit. <laughs> Pookie said send new pots <laughs> Back to you in the studio uh, John Hannon Oh man this is my last one And I'm not 
happy about this one. I, I don't want to do well, this one. It's your last one? Fuck. Cool, I got one more breaking news coming in as you during your last one. Okay, I'll get this one out, I guess. Did you hear um, Alex Trebek, 80 years old. I did. Um, Bring it up, because it's, I mean, talk about Eddie Van Halen. We got to give this guy love, man. Yeah, dealing with uh, pancreatic, stage four pancreatic cancer. Yeah. Uh, he passed away earlier this week. Battled that for over a year, I think, at least publicly. Who knows how long he had it, you know, behind the scenes. I swear. And I mean, he was being as optimistic as he could. Dude, he, man, what a, like, who would have known? I feel like he was just on Jeopardy last week. He looked as normal as you and I do right now. Well, you're really smarter. You're going to see him on Jeopardy the next few weeks. Well, because yeah, they pre-record. Yeah, they did, but I, only by a few weeks or maybe a month at I think, most. I what I saw, I think, and I could be wrong, but maybe I think I read that um, 13 episodes is what they did. Okay, well that's two weeks. Yeah, so five, they, ten, um, fifteen. Yeah, that's that's two and a half weeks. So Sorry. they they got that much out of him um, before he passed away. He dedicated his life to Jeopardy. That's why I say they got that much out of him. My, so you're you in, know? yeah, your entire life, John, he's been hosting Jeopardy the entire time you've been alive on this earth and almost my whole life, 34 years. Was there somebody before him? Uh, I believe there was somebody before him, yeah, uh, for a very short stint. Uh, our crack research is going to look it up. But, okay. Uh, for yeah. a very short time, there was a man, one, one I believe in front of him, and he died of pancreatic cancer. Did he really? Yes, he did. I no reported shit. that when we reported. I do remember now when we reported Alex Trebek's pancreatic cancer. I looked it up, and there, his previous predecessor hosted for a year or two, and then died years later of pancreatic cancer. Wow! And uh, and, and um, our researcher confirmed it. He uh, his last episode is going to be on Christmas Day. Oh, so okay. Christmas so we're going to get the through last. the year with him. Yeah, pretty much. Wow, that's I like that they're doing that. Whether that was planned or not, if it was plan, if it was not planned. Amazing that it worked out like that. If it was planned, what a great like gift to give the world, right? Yeah, he's one, one of, last Alex Trebek show, man. I'm gonna fucking cry my eyes out, bro. Alex, he's one of the good guys, and I think, of course, you know, if, one of the classiest gentlemen of all time. Yeah, I don't care what Sean Connery says. Rest be, in peace, both of you guys. <laughs> Sad only that uh, Sean Connery beat him to the grave. Yeah, I did. You see that? Yeah, did you see the quote from Connery from the grave? You no, might have, you might have beat me to the grave, but I beat your mother, Trebek. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of, like their whole Saturday Night Live thing that they would do, it's I one mean, of the best sketch skits sketches of all time. And now the fact that they're both gone is just really sad, and not even that far apart. Um, um, I'm curious to know who the hell's going to take that over. Who's going to fill those shoes? Who can fill them? Who's who thinks who's so self-aggrandizing that they think they can? You know, who's that pol politician that's going to step in and think the world loves me enough? I can be the next Alex Trebek. Did, that's got to be impossible. Did anybody come to mind for you? No, I, I, I don't know one who's. Person I mean, only. I know the, probably if I, I'm trying to look it up right now. But uh, Rock, you got anything on that? But uh, no, no, was, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm not even saying like who they're suspecting. No, what, who you but, would like to but, see or think yeah, could? Like, I don't know. I, I don't have one in mind. But I would say if I were to look it up, and I'm going to, but without looking it up yet, I know the media is going to be like Ryan Seacrest, and I'm like, fuck no, no, it's got to be somebody much more intelligent. Please, no, yeah, and a little, yeah, a little bit more matter of fact. You know what I mean? Right. I don't. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan Seacrest has a sense of bias or uh, a little bit of like um you know he puts his opinions into what he's doing a little bit too much emotion alex trebek was very matter of fact uh, absolutely not, not emotionless, was almost but, dry yeah almost dry yeah he was very professional i, I but he, i like it when he, whenever he made weird jokes or did weird stuff it would become like a little viral thing you know like the people would be like okay for instance one of my favorite things most recently in the last few years one of the categories was rap lyrics and he would read drake rap lyrics like um 
I think I need some robot tussin. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. And he would like, dude, I swear to God. And people would, bing, who is Drake? And it was like, oh, my God. Like, he really, uh, he would, like, Birdman, like, shit like that. When he would say, like, really things that were out of his character, it was fucking hilarious to see it. It's like your grandpa <laughs> trying to talk rap a song. So, uh, who is started from the bottom, now my whole team fucking here. <laughs> yeah, really, right? <laughs> no, I, I mean... For I me, only I, love my bed and my mama. I'm sorry. I I would ex- Kiki. Do you love me? I I think maybe John Mulaney would be a good one. No, to have no. as a, no? too funny, too funny, too funny. He does do that dry wit, but like that's not his shtick. It's not like genius, like intellectualism. You need Will that Ferrell. type. He seems matter of fact. Will Ferrell as Alex Trebek? No. Oh, wow. No, that's like blackface. You cannot sully that man like that. No, that is not. Um, again, I can't. Nobody comes to mind. If you guys have any good ideas, post them up on the old social medias and tell us what you think. I can't think of anybody that can fit his shoes. I need more time to think about it. I don't want to think about it. Alex Trebek, like I said, almost my whole life. So I'm 40. Since I was six years old, he's hosted fucking Jeopardy as long back as I can remember. And what got me into Jeopardy, and it makes me, to this day, I think of my grandfather. Every time I would spend the summers and any time at my grandparents' house, my grandfather would be in the kitchen cooking or my grandmother would be cooking. But either way, they had back, in, you know, back in the early 90s, you have a uh, tiny TV on your kitchen counter, and they would watch the news. And then when the news went off at 7 o'clock, Fucking Jeopardy came on, and I used to be so bored by it, and then I got grew up a bit, and I, I loved it, and I've been hooked on it. John knows. I When I had, back when uh, DVR was a thing, when you weren't streaming shit and I had cable, my box would be filled up, my cable box would be filled up with Jeopardy episodes. You, you have Alexa that you play and daily I play, Jeopardy on. Uh-huh, I play, <laughs> yep, Alexa. Yeah, it's, it costs me $3 a month, <laughs> but I get uh, I get 12 questions a day, every day of the week. It's nonstop. With I you. love it. Yeah. I fucking. I'm a huge trivia guy, and Jeopardy is my shit. It's the. I feel like it's aside from Trivial Pursuit, probably one of the most intelligent trivia games and wide ranging topics of it of any trivia game ever. I think uh, whoever does end up hosting is almost set up for failure good luck but i know it, but also it's jeopardy and just don't fuck it up and you got a you got a built-in base of millions and millions every night yeah just and just, just do the do, best you can do yeah, honor honor trebek as you should yeah because there's no way you're gonna do better nope don't try to nope and then uh and then like fuck wh- your mother seacrest i know i'm real <laughs> curious to see who they come up with and please please dear god don't let it be a fucking nick cannon or a ryan seacrest oh fuck that do everything what, are you- we wilding out jeopardy i don't know <laughs> kill me <laughs> You said you had something come in? Did you hear in today's ironic breaking news, a package lost by a Pony Express donkey found 160 years later. I can't believe this after our last story. A well, package carried by a donkey dated October 20th, 1860, found in the extreme northern Rocky Mountains of Canada last week. What was in it, though? Uh, apparently, it was a uh, pair of original cowboy boots, like OG 1860 cowboy boots. Nice. Fittingly carried by Pony Express, I would assume. Uh, supposedly found by a couple hiking in British Columbia, just north of the border in Canada, again in the extreme North Rockies there. Um, quote from the scene, what's this a boot? No, it's a pair of them, eh? No. <laughs> All right. And that's <laughs> our news today. <laughs> we uh, This is episode 158 of Funny to Informing, and we hope that you guys enjoy listening as much as we enjoy chatting and shooting the shit. You can laugh with us or at us. It does not matter. I am John. That is Chris Pizza Peisenberg. Come on, come on. Tip your local hero, Iron Man. Shout out, Chris Nickage.
the root of all evil Yeah, I guess it is This is why I came to the party dressed like an exorcist And we could get down, get off the furniture I don't believe in you, cause I don't see your curvature I'm not perfect, but I got purpose Hold up your drink like you don't know what thirst is F what you heard, we just fire like a furnace is. Name in your mouth like it's permanent on surfaces Dynamite, you felt euphoria Time took flight, but I'm walking like a warrior Even when I'm gone, I'm a drug on these beats Shit, I might as well draw a slug on your teeth Brief introduction, invite you to the function Come up in this house, you better not touch nothing I'm slow dancing with my chick Tell the DJ to play Remember to Forget Two-step into my own jam Now I'm drinking beer on my porch I'm a grown man Hella hungry like the days I had no fans About to hit that Taco Bell up off of Bose brand Ain't no food trucks in my hood Ain't no hipsters where I stay in Inglewood Still in these streets just so that it's understood Felt for the people cause you knew that we would Lock it down and I'm breaking on out It ain't a party till you make it a shout you never tell them what the game is about You just try to put your name in their mouth Lock it down and I'm breaking on out It ain't a party till you making them shout You never tell them what the game is about You just try to put your name in their mouth Put your name in their mouth Put your name in their mouth You just, you just wanna Put your name in their mouth Put your name in their mouth Put your name in their mouth You just, you just wanna Put your name in their mouth why you talking all loud for? You the type to like to gossip to your mouth sore. TMZ meets TMJ. I'm from the L.A. and homie, we don't play. Playing oldies on a Sunday on my Art LeBeau. Then Jose texts me, time to start the show. I'm backstage off that Jameson as usual. Another show sold out, it's so beautiful. Real heads, real rap, real shit. The radio still don't feel this. They only fuck with the famous and rich. I just came to put my name on your lips It's almost time for the rooster Feeling like an alien Trying to get used to Driving a minivan I've arrived from the future This shit was accurate I'm still on the south side of Minneapolis Mind tricks the body Body thinks the mind's crazy I'm guessing that my wife probably wants another baby Sometimes I feel like Life got me gridlocked Like Tupac mixed with Tim Roth Let me live, ma How you doing, everybody? Hope you're living swell Or at the least you got your people out the pits of hell Carve my name into the wall inside that wishing well And when it touched you in the guts This was that shit you felt Lock it down and I'm breaking on out It ain't a party till you make it a shout you never tell them what the game is about You just try to put your name in their mouth Lock it down and I'm breaking on out It ain't a party till you make it a shout You never tell them what the game is about You just try to put your name in their mouth Put your name in their mouth Put your name in their mouth You just, you just wanna Put your name in their mouth Put your name in their mouth Put your name in their mouth You just, you just wanna Put your name in their mouth